here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie freaking God! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna get a PP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Too bad on those with you. I can't wait to ship my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. This is your host Johnny Weather and I'm hanging out with my brother Brad tonight and we're just going to talk about some subjects. We're chilling out on the psychiatrist long chair and we're talking about the problems going on in America and the rest of the world and we're trying to come up with some common sense holistic prescriptions to make it a healthier world we live in. I think the government just needs to get run by some simple common sense. Brad, what do you say? Man, I wish we could be run by some simple common sense. Uh, the creativity that is out there on, on social media, and some of it's made up, some of it's true, but the creativity of people is just astounding to me. Um, they have come up with so many different ways to show you the hypocrisy of political views that some people take. It's the research that we do to come up with these videos and, and these sound bites so that people can hear them. It's like you and I were just laughing when we were looking at some of these. It's just absolutely amazing, but it I love it. I absolutely, yeah. And I absolutely, you know, and I absolutely love it. I, I love going through this and coming up with a video that you just go, well, no, that, that person must not have gone to school or, you know, oh, Johnny, yeah. you've been preaching for years and years and years that the government is trying to control us. And I, you know, we've got another a video here where it's predicting that we are going to have a second pandemic because the airlines are going to be forcing masks. Oh, no. Yeah. Is that amazing or what? Oh, nothing's amazing anymore. When I see a leprechaun in a pot of gold, I'll think it's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a call yesterday. An individual was in town and they wanted to meet with me that I know well. And they are a high level manager in the TSA. And I went and met with them and had a cup of coffee with them. And they said, you got to warn people. Tuesday, we got called in, the managers, and told that by the middle of September, that the new policy is being written that this is done, they were told this is happening, this is not hypothetical, you will all have to wear masks again and so will airport employees. Then by the middle of October, they are going to say that everyone flying has to wear a mask. And in the meetings, people began to ask them, well, I mean, why is this happening? They said, well, because of the new variant in Canada and because of the WHO, they may you know, declare this, but regardless, We've been told this is going to happen. And then they were told, we expect by December a return to the full COVID protocol of 2020-2021. We do not have to sit here and take the same criminal UN global WAF New World Order regime's second rollout of lockdowns and attempts at forced injections and travel restrictions and being told you're not essential. We don't have to lay down and die. The scary part of this is uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law came uh, into town this last weekend. Well, I guess on Thursday. And he took a picture and the picture said, you will soon have to be wearing a mask. The next time you come in, ha be, have a mask ready to wear. Where was and he at? Chicago O'Hare Airport. Oh, goodness gracious. See, they just planning it ahead of time. 
just trying to get it ramped right up for the election again. Get it started a good year in advance. Scare everybody, blah, 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 blah. Good Lord, there's so much data that proved that countries that didn't uh, mask mandate and didn't make people stay in their homes and that stuff, their death rates were so much lower than anybody else's. And there was a huge study just done. And the proof is in the pudding. I, I can't think of the name of the country. Um, maybe it was Denmark, somebody like that. Their, their numbers were uh, uh, incredible compared to the countries that did lockdowns and did mask mandates. It was just incredible evidence. And that, and that's stuff that we got to take into consideration. We can't continue to just let one group tell us how we are going to live our lives. This goes back Absolutely. to the debate, the debate that, that uh, the unicorn and you, Johnny and I had is having three or four parties in this country and having a small group, 25% to 33% tell the other majority how to live their lives. It doesn't make sense. You, you want to have a majority of the people voting for a person that tells us this is the way it goes. And so it's, it well, just keeps going to full keep circle. That, to keep that debate hot, which I'm going to do, I just want to point out that in a scenario like this, most of the voters are going to vote in favor of not having the mask mandates and the lockdowns. If you, if you had three parties, two thirds would go this direction. On the flip side, if you were say arguing the battle over abortion, I think it would go the other direction and two thirds would say, just let it go. I think that's, that's where having the two thirds works out pretty well. Speaking of letting a country go, do you think that the Biden administration handled getting out of Af Afghanistan well? <laughs> no, who does? I don't know, but, but here's a video to tell us why the Biden administration does not want the report to come out or the why they didn't parents. want it to come out because it did come out. Yeah. Here's why the Biden administration is trying to bury a new report on the fall of Afghanistan. On the Friday afternoon of the long 4th of July weekend, the State Department finally dropped their after action report on the fall of Afghanistan. The report was actually completed in March of 2022, more than a year ago, but the State Department sat on it for an additional 15 months, working on redacting three quarters of it, and then releasing the small piece in the deadest possible moment for the news cycle. The revelations in this report are nothing short of shocking. It is a portrait of an administration in denial, an administration in disarray. This explains why the withdrawal was done in such a shoddy, haphazard sort of way. And most shamefully, we wound up with shock and horror of 13 dead American heroes at the Kabul airport who did not need to be sacrificed. That's, um, to most people, that's probably shocking news if you've never heard something like that before. But this is exactly how this Biden administration has worked. In fact, actually, since day one, um, from the election committee getting the results then all the way till now so this doesn't shock me at all brad uh, it's shameful again this guy is not really the president that's why he breaks whatever laws he wants to break I, there's nothing we can do because republicans should have been on this way sooner doesn't matter they're going to send a strongly worded letter it, it is what it is what do you do <laughs> well look at some of the comments on here it says, are you paying attention? Or uh, IB Ranger says, point of view, every Biden supporter should leave the U.S. None of you are welcome here anymore. 
or Gypsy Moon 1955. My biggest fear is that even if we get Trump or someone else who wants to save the United States from a socialist takeover, I'm afraid it will be too late. Are we too late? That's a tricky question. At this moment, I, I fear that the country is too far gone. I mean, outside of a revolution, again, I, I don't know how you come out of this. We can't, when you've got known people in the Republican Party that turn, or you've got known Democrats that do things lock stock with the party that their constituents didn't expect of them or didn't want of them, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of people in the middle that go, this isn't right. And so yeah, then you I, ask I yourself, agree with you. How far, how far do we have to go in order to correct those wrongs? That's the difficulty. And I don't know if there's enough time on the clock with the amount of debt we're in. Well, and you know, this, the, the hard part of this is, as you and I have talked about this many times, the, we, we know that 20% of the voters are hard left. You'll never, ever be able to move them off of their position. And we know that 20% of the right, far right, are hard on their position. You'll never be able to move them. You're not right. going to get com you're not going to get compromise. And you and I have always said it's that 60% in the middle that we need to capture, which goes to your and the unicorn's point is a third party if they can capture all of that 60%, then we're in good shape. But if we can't, now we got, you know, um a third person into this scenario that may not have the majority. But I think if we put a stipulation on that the the candidate that wins has to get 50% of the vote, just like we do, you know, at the local level, I think that that might solve the problem. But I think our neighbor to the north has given us a good uh, bellwether for uh, what could happen if we embrace socialism. So it's shocking to me that we're still moving towards that. But we have a guy, I have a video here of a guy that's running against Trudeau, seems to be very literate, very articulate, knows what it means to lead people. And so I wanna play this video so that we can understand what socialism would do to this country. And remember, Canada is not as big as we are. So the factor of how bad it would get here, you know, what multiple factor would it be? Would it be eight times? Would it be 40 times? You know, what would that factor be? But, but here's the video for the guy that's uh, running against Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is worried that people are angry. You know what I worry about? I worry about the nurse living in her van after eight years of Trudeau. I worry about the tent cities that never existed before he was prime minister, but now we see every single city in Canada. I worry about the 30,000 families that have lost loved ones to drug overdoses because of the hopeless economy and situation in which they find themselves. You know what I found, interestingly? I hold these rallies, and I invite every single person at every single rally to come and shake my hand. People aren't angry. They are hurting, and they are desperate for someone who gives them hope. So that's, that's Pierre. Awesome that really, I don't think it could be framed any better, could it? I think it's an awesome message, and it's the message that should be portrayed here in America as well. But 
the man's spot on and he really hits the 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 establishment pretty hard with the explanation and soft in such soft tone to the people thought he did very well um very well yeah but the the message of socialism and your people hurting after eight years under socialism they were hurting halfway through but they didn't get their voice until eight years after so you have to live through hell for four to six years until your voices gets out and hopefully this guy gets in and turns it around but what if he doesn't socialism takes hold of your country what if he doesn't win or what if he gets in and he doesn't do what he says he's going to do or no what if he doesn't get in yeah i'm saying what if he doesn't get in means the people are voting for socialism and they're on a train track to nowhere a train track to destruction they're toast it's socialism doesn't end well people it's known everywhere no. not that well no and it, it, we just keep showing you time after time after time why it doesn't work and i don't know that people are hearing it but i hope they are i really i really hope they are and people that are woke they, they keep getting it pushed back in their face, but they keep pushing back. Uh, this next video is is a, a lady that is part of a school district that is speaking to um, a podcast host who uh, asks the question, well, I'll let him I'll let him preface it. I won't ruin it. Correcting black students when they say X instead of ask is racist. When a black or African-American child says to their teacher, teacher, can I ask you a question? And the immediate response being from the teacher with a sense of superiority based in white racial superiority, often with our 84% white female teachers, uh, the response being, that's not how we say ask. We say ask. Ask isn't a word. And so we have children that understand their home language practices to be not just deficit not just wrong, but broken, ignorant, the list goes on and on as to what it communicates when you police a child's language that their home and their community has taught them. See, people like this feel like stupidity and ignorance is black culture. If a student, no matter what their race and culture is, is in English class, for instance, and they say a word wrong, the teacher should correct them and show them the proper way to say the word and the proper way to pronounce the word and the proper way to use the word in a sentence. They shouldn't be like, oh, I know all your people say that word wrong. So it's cool. Just keep just keep doing it like that because I don't want to be racist. That's ridiculous. And why are black people the only people who excuse stuff like this? We need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Without holding yourself to a higher standard, that's um. That should go for any person, not just black men, black women, white men, white women. I don't care where you're from. You hold yourself up high and you do the right thing when people aren't looking. That's what makes you a great person if you do that. If you're the type of person that gets over on it and, you know, somebody, you you get out with an extra piece of something over at Home Depot in your cart that they didn't scan, whatever, that's not a good person. Teaching people how to read and write is a good person teaching them the wrong way and then bigotedly stated they said oh that's how all your people do it i can't believe that statement all your people do it 
That's amazing because this black man's not doing it. Well, and the lady that was speaking there was obviously a progressive white liberal, but she said that that she she told you that the teacher was saying the statement with a sense of white superiority. How does she know that that a that a woman, because that's her scenario, a woman, 84% of teachers in this country are white women. So she's saying that white women are have a sense of white superiority when they're speaking to black kids. Well, that can't be true because they already said that, what is it, 70% of white women vote liberal anyways or something stupid like that? It's a ridiculously high number. So what she's what she's doing is she's pushing an agenda... And she's inflaming the issue, trying to get you to stand down and not second guess what she's saying by giving you a scenario that is not real. Maybe one, maybe 10 out of all the thousands of teachers might have a sense of white superiority or a sense of superiority. It doesn't have to be white. They think they're better than other people because they have an education or because they have a PhD in their, and they're teaching. But the rest of them are there to genuinely help kids learn and have a fair chance at leading a productive life. So her scenario is pushing an agenda. And, and what I don't get is, is you're a white woman. And you're obviously in the education industry or field. If it does happen that it pushes back against those 84% white women, you're going to be one of those people. So I don't, I don't quite understand what, where they're going, where she's going with this, but the sense of superiority just annoys me that they, they think that that's what teachers are doing. You don't get into education to act superior. You get into kid into education because you love kids and you want to teach kids. But 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 in the defense of the superiority argument, and and you did say it, there is a sense of superiority because they are highly, you know, they are educated supposedly in the field. So if they're educated in the field and they're trying to educate children and the children give backlash, well, then I would assume that a sense of superiority steps in automatically based on, you know, it's it's a human instinct to let's go ahead and throw it up on the wall and see who ranks higher in the in the world of this skill set. And I think when you deal with teachers, it's the same thing. Well, I have a PhD in this and blah, blah, blah. And I have a master's degree in this and yada, yada. And you're like, okay, I have common sense in this. And common sense teaches me all that out the window because this is the result of common sense. So I think it's interesting, but I do think that some teachers do have a sense of superiority. But it has nothing to do with their race. It isn't white superiority. It has to do with intellect. They think they're smarter. You're teaching kids. You've been through college. So obviously you have more life experience and you have more education. So who are you to act all high and mighty when you're there to teach the kids and get them to the level that you're at? Absolutely. And I think it is, it does come down to teacher because, you know, down in the South, I had a teacher um, that taught uh, civics. He was a, he was a black male that taught civics and he was a very, very intelligent man. And he corrected some things that I had thought when I was a young man and uh, proved me correct, you know, using the Constitution. And I still I still till this day look up to that guy. I think he was a 
very intelligent teacher that set me on the right course, and I appreciated it. Well, if those 84% white teachers are so smart, then why, when this young man goes around and asks people on the streets of New York questions, why are they not getting simple questions like this correct? It's what Jay Forsyth's called. I haven't had I haven't done something with shape since like fifth grade. Yeah, if you had a guess, I think I don't know. Like I don't I don't. I, I know what like what shapes have four sides, but I don't know the name for it. Yes, can you name three countries besides the USA? Alabama. That's one. New Mexico. Two. This is sad. And Connecticut. Three. It's too easy for you. What is one quarter plus two dimes? How much money is that? That's 65 cents. Is it 65 cents? Yes. Yep, two dimes and a quarter is 65 cents. 65 cents. Right. <laughs> uh, yep. What I is like the shape of four sides? A circle, Brad. A triangle. Um, <laughs> an octagon. Um, um, a pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what was funny is is when he did that, I was thinking trapezoid. <laughs> you know what was stuck in my head? Is he going to answer square or rectangle? Well, obviously, those are the top two, but he didn't get either one because, frankly, he couldn't remember what that Rubik's Cube was called. What a, what a lump this guy is. It's so sad how these people are so dumb. What was the second one? Oh, name me three countries. Yeah, Alabama, New Mexico, and Connecticut. <laughs> Seriously. Countries. Countries. <laughs> are they that high all the time? Where are those 84% white teachers, female teachers? What are you doing? You're not doing a good enough job. You are not doing a good job at all. See how stupid <sighs> these children are? They These don't even dumb. know what a country or a state. I mean, you can't even, I mean, if you just said, you mean counties like Anoka, Hennepin or whatever, I would have said, well, he just misunderstood them, but no, but then they stand there and tell you they need more money. I would and like then, to stand on the corner of Orange County, California and ask people in the city, in the county, in the city of Orange, to be specific, ask them what county they live in. County? You mean California? Right. And those teachers, those teachers, when they take their power and they do something like what this young man, this 12 year old got kicked out of class for having a flag on his backpack and mm. the flag pertained to the information that was being taught in the class. But that teacher didn't know. Let's have relevant. a yeah. Let's have a listen. I mean, the kid is listening, and he's taking what he he learned, and he's applying it. But the teacher doesn't even know what they're talking about. Let's have a listen. We do not want the flag. The reason we do not want the flag to is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that's the reasoning behind them. No, the Gadsden one. The don't tread on me. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? I just wanted to go back to class. That can't go back. It's got patch on it because we can't have that 
in and around other kids. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the revolutionary war patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. I am here to enforce the policy that was provided by the district. The last thing I want is him out of class. Yeah, I, I know he should. He, he takes his classes seriously. Yes. He studies. He, does, he wants to get straight A's. Yeah. And, and I mean, we teach him to always stick up for your beliefs. You're going over the revolution. I mean, the founding fathers stood up for what they believed in against unjust laws. This is unjust. Sure doesn't know what the flag was about, and she didn't educate the district that, whoa, guys, this flag isn't about slavery. It, it's it's not even, it's not the Confederate flag. This this is the don't tread on me flag with, with the snake on it, right? Correct, which is the Revolutionary War flag. The lady is dumber than a box of rocks. This is the Gadsden flag is what it's called, Bradley. And this flag has a flag. Yeah, the Gadsden flag. And this flag has a boatload of symbology to it, all within the flag. Everything down to obviously the rattlesnake in Britain and not knowing what rattlesnakes were and that whole story. And then of course you've got the separation of the the states within the actual body of the snake um, to obviously show that they were not united as a country yet, um, but they were coming together. The, the flag is awesome. And this stupid, ignorant, liberal teacher literally kicked this little boy out. And the news, news flash for everybody, if anybody's read about this, they did win the court case. So the school lost this battle. Did, did this teacher have a, a sense of white superiority when she was telling him he couldn't wear that backpack with the flag on it? 100%. 100% she did. <laughs> And with so this the is where, too. <laughs> so this is what they're talking about. So it's ironic to me that this liberal teacher is subjecting a child, a student, to their white superiority because this lady that is applying this, the district's ruling, is white. She's got a sense of superiority, but they're willing to lecture other people for using a sense of superiority. But it's clearly it's demonstrated trip, here. It, it really is. Demonstrated, yeah. And here's the other trip of it. This part will blow you away even more. If you followed this article really in depth, you'll actually see there's another video out there that shows this teacher's uh, car or something or her classroom completely covered in gay pride, pride month, you know, the flag for this place, the flag for that, you know, blah, blah, blah. All about that. But this kid can't have his Gadsden flag uh, as a patch on his backpack like oh it's offensive that's how ignorant yeah. this chick is he, honestly the school should fire her like she wow. doesn't deserve to teach you don't even know she, and she's just telling them what the district told her to say but here, here's what you and i were talking about that that you and i were just astounded even more you look at this story and you step back and you go that teacher doesn't know what the gadsden flag is the Revolutionary War happened in 1775, 76. It didn't happen in 1861 when the Confederate flag was being flown. It had nothing to do with slavery at that right. time. It had to do with our country being stepping up and saying, no, Britain, we won't be taxed for no reason at all. Right. I mean, it's so matter of fact, they're teaching our Britain kids. Weren't even big. Yeah. Right. And they're teaching our kids. They don't even know what they're teaching. Exactly. That's what my argument is. The woman should be fired. You're grossly underqualified to do the job. If you can't understand that, or at least Google it, 
I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious, Google could tell you that. That, you know, that is I mean, a great that is a great point, Johnny. She didn't even do her homework and bring something to the meeting to say, this is why we find it offensive because it's related to slavery. If she would have Googled it, like you said, she would know. Wait a and minute. They, and, they, like, and they took it all the way up the courts to the finals. The highest court lost, from what I understood. I mean, think about this. You risked all that money and all that time from the city and the school, and you wasted all their money on this whole thing. Like, you thought you was going to get the rule changed. Like, how stupid are you? It's called freedom of speech, period. And is that the state Supreme Court, or is that the United States Supreme Court? I don't know which court it was. I, I don't know that it's going to go any further at this point from what I read. It sounds like the school is going to concede out at this point because they know they have a lost cause. This is a stupid argument to tell a 12-year-old or 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid Look, it's not like the kid was walking in with a swastika on, which, by the way, he has the right to do that, too. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, that's what freedom is. I, I really don't get how people have such a hard time with this. Freedom doesn't mean you get to like everything you see. Freedom doesn't mean you get to go out and enjoy everybody's types of music. Freedom doesn't mean any of that crap. Freedom means that you have the right to live free and choose what you like to do. So long as you don't harm other people, when you're by when your rights infringe on someone else's rights, it's over. So hurting your feelings is not a not an infringement of your right. That's just you not toughening up. Well, and you know people have the freedom to listen to our podcast, and uh, this one they may have listened to and gotten to this point and realized that uh, we're uh, this one's wrapped up. We had some great topics in here and. Uh, I think we, you know, the unique thing that you and I do is we take these issues and we give the finer point to it. Hopefully we put that dot on the I. Hopefully we cross that T. Hopefully we put that period at the end of the sentence so people understand why this is wrong. Not, not just the video, but getting deep into the conversation and getting to that prescription that you're talking about for America. Your prescription for America th for this episode is what? Well, again, I think people just need to understand how sad our system is and how much freedom we have. And we have let our freedom go by the wayside, which is why our system is in a sad place. Our government shouldn't be in such a sad state of affairs. Neither should our schools. And it's all common sense why all this is happening. It's not a big systemic problem. It's us not being involved. And we need to be more involved and have more say. This is our government, not theirs. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, check us out for our next one. This is the Long Chair Podcast signing off. Signing off. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. I got a car full of girls and it's going real sweet. Kids in a separate 
It's a little day when we cross the tracks. Slipping off something from a paper sack. You hang your shirt on that maple lamp. Slipping through the moon to the river bend. Wasn't very long, I was jumping in. Jumping in. Guess I'm still doing now what I was doing then. Chasing you like a shot of whiskey. 